Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen. This is episode 17, and we are in the droves of the coronavirus social distancing. Um, so I had to be very selective with the guest that I brought on today because I have a very tight circle of humans that I'm allowed to be within six feet of. And uh, this individual is one of my business partners. Uh, he is also one of the best mortgage professionals that I've ever been around and one of the top loan officers in our country. So I'd like to introduce you to the one and only Mr. Mike Smalley. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Dio. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, you know, it's funny. I tried to get you on uh, the earlier episodes and for whatever reason, our schedule didn't work out. And now as fate would have it, um, there's a reason, right? There's a reason because... I had limited number of people that I could bring in to shoot an episode. And uh, thank God you're like one of the five people that I've uh, allowed in my circle. So basically what you're saying is that everybody else that you wanted to get on said no. So it's just me. How about I didn't even ask them. I didn't even ask anyone else to come on. And I figured... It was going to be a no. I, yeah. It will, oh, and I really don't want to be around them right now. Like I am trying my best to socially distance myself. But I have, I have you, I have Michelle, I have the kids, I have Andrew and Karen next door, and my cousin Ben. So in the office here, we have about, I think, 15,000 square feet, and there's about 50 to 55 people that I think typically work here, and the last couple of weeks there's been about eight, so I had a client ask me today, you know, are you social distancing? You're, you're at the office, it sounds like. I was like, you know, I have 1,500 square feet to myself. That's bigger than the first house I lived in for 10 years, yeah. so I have, I have plenty of space because there's about eight of us right now here and about 50 working from home. That is actually how I sell it to my wife when she gives me a hard time because I'm coming to work. I'm like, honey, it's literally a thousand square feet per person. That's way more than the government issued six foot uh, guidance. Yeah, I had three kids, a dog, and two cars, and, uh, and less square footage than I have by myself here in the office. Perfect. So what I want to do is, is I want to pick your brain because as a, um, and I'm going to brag on you a little bit, but as a mortgage professional, you close every year for at least the past five, if not the past seven years, over 200 units, yeah, two, two to 250. Uh, which is what, 50 to 60 million in volume? 40 to, 40 to 60. 40 to 60, depending on the year. Um, you know a little bit something about um, being consistent, you know, a little bit of uh, something about uh, being driven and not letting anything distract you from the end goal, which is helping our clients pursue home ownership by uh, giving them a, a financial transaction that makes sense for what they're trying to accomplish. But here we are in a unprecedented time, right? Unprecedented. When I looked it up on the dictionary, it's like never been done before. So never, never been done before time. How are you yourself as an originator getting through and what are you coaching your loan officers to do so that within the next four, six or eight weeks, they're where they need to be to be successful in 2020 as well as 2021 and beyond? Yeah. So, I mean, this is unprecedented in the sense that we've never had like, you know, six weeks of home quarantine but we also we have had recessions and economic collapses and we've had um, disruptions with things like hurricanes so even though specifically what we're dealing with right now is we've never seen before everything we're going through we've been through before you know we've been through whether it was the 9-11 and the dot-com bubble recession or the financial crisis you know we've all lived through that you and i were in the mortgage business through the financial crisis 
and anybody here in Florida, you know, we've been through, it seems like every year there's a hurricane disruption. So this is on a bigger scale, but everything we've been, you know, we're going through now, we've been through something similar to this before. So, you know, to me, I think what I look at, how do we continue operating our business during this type of market? Um, I think the first thing you have to do is keep things in perspective. Um, a couple weeks ago around the office, we had a bunch of deals falling apart. We had closings not happening. People were losing their jobs. and the Our pets' reaction, heads were falling off. Yeah, yeah, I have no food. We have no jobs. <laughs> but, you know, the initial reaction of most loan officers was like, dang it, I lost a deal or I lost a commission. And I think, you know, it took us a couple of days and then people started realizing, like, well, I lost a deal, I lost a commission, I still have a job. Like, we're still really busy right now. And not just loan officers, but everybody in the mortgage business is busy. You know, people aren't being laid off. Like, we're having probably our best month ever this month. So I think part of it is keeping it in perspective. Like, you know, we're in a better spot than most people, so be thankful for that. Um, and then I think, you know, you have to keep prospecting, and it's just different. Uh, we were in a, You and I were in a Zoom meeting earlier today with a bunch of realtors, and you still have to continue to prospect and take care of your clients, and maybe you do it in a little bit different manner. You know, there's buyers that are out pre-qualified that aren't looking for houses, so rather than checking in to see if they made an offer this weekend, you're more just checking in to see how's your family doing. You know, you guys safe, you need anything, you got toilet paper, you know, can I help you with anything? So you still have to be active, you still have to be consistent, and if you're working from home or the office, you know, wherever you're safely working, um, doesn't mean you can take the time off. I think right now is like between Christmas and, uh, or Thanksgiving and New Year's, between Thanksgiving and New Year's, most people in the mortgage business tend to take their foot off the gas, they tend to relax, they don't prospect as much, uh, and then January 1st hits, and they're like, holy cow, what happened to my pipeline? Where's my loans? And then it takes them a few months to build it back up. So for years, we've always said, and I've always said, that during those slow times, that Thanksgiving and New Year's, that's when you have to put the hammer down and work harder um, and prospect more and expand your, your contact base. And I think that you know, the same thing holds true now. It's, it's different. You're not going out and meeting realtors one-on-one for coffee, but you can do a one-on-one coffee Zoom meeting. Uh, which is something you encouraged our loan officers to do last week. Well, it's interesting. Um, you know, a couple of thoughts on that uh, on on that topic is yes, if you listen to one of my previous episodes, the twelve week challenge. During the twelve week challenge, I challenge salespeople, more in particular loan officers, to over a twelve week period of time get one on one, face to face, and belly to belly with referral sources, realtors. Well, in today's day and age, you can't do that, right? There is no meeting for coffee or meeting for lunch and getting belly to belly to have that that legitimate one-on-one appointment where you can do a needs analysis and, and talk about your services and how you all could benefit each other in business. But the epiphany I've had is I think it would be easier to conduct and achieve and be successful doing a 12-week challenge utilizing Zoom Media. Because your audience, like if I'm a loan officer and I'm calling on realtors, my audience is, is a, a real estate agent that I want to get one-on-one with. Well, I can't get belly to belly, but I can get Zoom to Zoom. And I can do so at a time when they have more time on their hands. And I can do so, and it's not going to require me to A, spend money, because I can get a Zoom account for free. And it's not going to require me to drive anywhere, so I can do it with less time. Um, and I'm finding that real estate agents are more receptive to have just that type of a meeting. Now, when you host that meeting, you know, what you say, you may say a little bit differently. You know, it may be a, a more compassion, less, less marketing and self-promotion. And it may be um, making sure that you're the source of information or you're introducing yourself as the source of information 
Um, and you can answer their questions on what's going on in the mortgage arena. But um, yeah, to, to, to put, as you said, your foot on the gas, now is definitely not the time to let up. And, and more importantly, because if things go well, at least the way that, that I see it, and you and I have talked about this, if things go well and we are able to flatten the curve, which, by the way, I don't know if this is uh, showing up on uh, video or not, but I haven't shaved my head or my face in going on nine days because I wanted to, to start this uh, grow it to slow it. Um, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see what it looks like over the next three or four weeks. And I apologize for digressing. But what I was getting at is that if we are able to flatten the curve, there's going to be a floodgate. There's going to be a floodgate of buyers. And, and, and the question is, I know you as Mike Smalley, you're going to be there willing, ready to assist them, but are other loan officers going to put themselves in that position? Well, that's why I use the analogy of the month of April for specifically is, is kind of like the week, the, the month between Thanksgiving and New Year's where it's a little bit slower and you have to create activity. Hopefully, and you know, hopefully it's May 1st, but even if it's June 1st or whenever, if, it, if this takes longer, at some point when everything gets back to normal, the floodgates will open because there will be whether it's 45, 60, or longer days of pent-up demand. So every January, the mortgage business explodes with new activity. That'll happen when we come out of this. But the degree to which your, your personal business explodes will uh, revolve around how many seeds did you plant you know, while you were building it. So if you planted seeds in November and December, January was a big month for you. If you plant the seeds in April, or hopefully not longer, but if we have to even into May, whenever things get back to normal, you're going to have a lot of business. So what are some things that you have been doing over the past two weeks that other loan officers should be doing to make sure that they're putting themselves in the best position to be successful once social distancing is lifted and once those floodgates open? Yeah, so I think I think you have to look, have to look at purchases and refinances, right? So we're a purchase-based lender. We've always been 80 90% purchase, but um, those will, that number will change now with interest rates dropping. But from a per purchase standpoint, you have to stay engaged with your leads. So we call them TBDs. A TBD is any lead that is between pre-approval and closing. So that could be someone I talked to yesterday. It could be someone I've been keeping in touch with for 24 months. But you have to keep working your TBDs hard. But again, it's with more compassion, less salesy, more checking in on you. How you doing? How's the family? I know you can't get out looking much right now, but you know, stay on the search online to see what hits the market and when we're when it's safe to get out and look at houses again. You know, be ready to go. So. Uh, my team's working TBDs hard. Um, we're going through our boxes of older leads that are maybe colder to kind of check in on people, maybe to try to pump some life back into those. So we're working TBDs as hard as we always do. Um, but we're also making sure when we call that TBD or the lead that we also are calling the realtor who they're tied to, even if it's an older one, just so we can cycle through all of our leads this month, but also cycle through all the realtors we work with and check in on them. Not only check in on them as it pertains to the buyer that they're working with, but checking on them just to see, hey, how are you doing personally? How's business? Um, we as lenders are busier than our realtor partners because, I'll talk about this in a minute, we have this big refi wave that's hit. So like we're having our biggest month ever this month where there's realtors that might be really struggling this month, and I think especially in May. So part of checking in with the realtors is just kind of keeping them positive. You know, it's easy to get down and dejected when something crazy like this happens, and then you know, directly impacts your business. So I think just being a, you know, an air of positivity to our realtors is important. Uh, and we're doing things like Zoom meetings. I know you and I are doing a, uh, our lunch and learn tomorrow that we do the first Tuesday of every month rather than doing it in the office, we're doing the Zoom. Um, the next, two, uh, so the second Tuesday of the month, 
we would do a lunch and learn that's going to be on Zoom. Uh, I do a mastermind group with realtors on the third Friday of the month. That's moving to Zoom. So we're doing a lot of video conferencing. It is still the large scale, what we call leveraged events, but we're just taking them from in the office or at a happy hour and we're bringing them on to Zoom. No, I think that's the key point is a big part of our business here at Waterstone Mortgage and your business personally, the Mike Smalley team, is the leveraged events. It's it's consistently teaching lunch and learns and happy hours and, and hosting um, mastermind sessions. And I think the big takeaway is don't get away from that. You just have to create a new normal and start hosting these things, utilizing technologies like Zoom Media, even the happy hour. By the way, I did my first happy hour uh, Friday. And it was just five of us, by the way. But five of us hopped on from 6 to 7.30, right? We, we, we poured ourselves a drink and everyone held it up and smiled. And we just sat there and we shot the shit. But it was more sincere than I think had we gone to the local bar the way that we normally do it. The, the, the conversations were, were A, deeper and B, longer. And it just gets me thinking, I wonder if this new normal sticks. I kind of hope it doesn't because I do like going out to the social, you know, to, to the local bar and restaurant and, and being a patron. But what I'm noticing is that I can still get pretty granular with my clients and with my referral sources through video technology. Um, yeah, I think when, when things get back to normal, I think you want to keep what we've been doing this month, which is the Zoom meetings and then add the face-to-face -face events back in, right? So rather than having one lunch line, one happy hour a month in person, maybe you have, we go back to one in-person happy hour, one in-person lunch and learn, and maybe we add one or two Zoom meeting lunch and learn webinars. Uh, so to increase the, the, the prospecting activity that we've done even before this hit. And I think also with, with, if I'm talking to a loan officer, a loan officer is watching us right now or listening to us right now, and you're thinking about, well, you know, I'm connecting with my realtors and although, and I think you're going to jump into this, but, but although I can be reaching out to my clients and doing free mortgage reviews and talking about whether or not a refinance makes sense, our realtors don't have that particular opportunity, but they might. In fact, they do. And I think it's up to us as the loan officer, as the business partner on the lending side to reach out to them and remind them that now's a great time for them to offer free CMAs to every single person in their circle, not just their, their database, but their circle, because there are going to be people who need to sell their homes because maybe their job situation changed for the negative and they can't afford that house. The one good thing that we have in, in, in today's uh, market versus the market of 2007, 2008 is people are sitting on, for the most part, a boatload of equity. So there's going to be people who find themselves in a, in a, in a bind and they're going to need a realtor to be able to sell their home quickly. Well, if I'm a real estate agent, I have more time on my hands right now. I do want to reach out to my sphere and to my past clients. And maybe I just offer them a free CMA or I talk about the market or I ask them, ask my clients in my sphere if they have any questions about the market. And ultimately, and this is as a lender, if I'm taking this idea to my referral sources, to my realtors, as a lender, I also want to remind the realtor that, hey, maybe your client doesn't want to sell. Maybe they're not looking to buy but would you mind at least mentioning to them that they should probably reach back out to me or someone like me because you can bring them the idea that maybe they can save a couple hundred bucks by doing a refinance transaction. Yeah, then you as the realtor then added value. Correct. Yeah, there's there's definitely ways, whether you're on the lending side or you're on the, on the insurance side. Like if I'm an insurance agent, 
now would be a great time for me to go through my my clients and shop their insurance to see if I can save them a couple hundred bucks a year on auto. Maybe the auto policy I sold them three years ago isn't the best auto policy for them today. Um, so there's you know, there's definitely lots of things that that we as professionals in the financial sales arena can be doing even if we're starting to see a slowdown in what we normally would see this time of year. Well, if you're a realtor, you know, so pick three things that people that people can do to save money. So um, number one, like cable, cell phone. So anybody should be trying to save money right now, right? Like a few months ago, I went into AT&T and I was like, hey, I think my cell phone bill is really high. And, you know, nobody really knows because it just charges your credit card every month or, you know, whatever. You only realize after two years, like, you know, you're out of market. Um, and I saved like $150 a month on my cell phone bill, you know, with our family plan. And then a few months before that, I called DirecTV and I was like, hey, I think I might cancel. I'm not really sure if I'm going to use this. And then I realized I have all these channels I don't even use and all these packages that maybe I bought to like watch one sporting event. Like, yeah, I bought some, you know, European soccer package so my son could watch a soccer game. And forgot to take it off. Yeah. Four bucks a month, which whatever, it's like 50 bucks a year, you know. So we should all be looking of how can we save money doing things like that. But then once you do it personally, that's a great database value add, whether it's phone calls, video, email, email blast, but hit your database with that. With the message like, hey, I know we're all trying to save money now. Here's three things that I just did that saved me a total of X amount per month. And that's a, that's a way to add value. Um, you know, I call people like that adopted clients. I don't know if I heard that from a loan toolbox conference or on Mortgage Coach, but you know, this is going back probably 15 years. I remember hearing the advice, anybody who um, might have the opportunity to get a mortgage, you should view as a customer, client, even if they didn't use you. So if they went someone else, let's say they used another lender, not me, that person should still stay in my database. I should still stay in contact because whatever lender they used back then is probably not following up. Or if they didn't do anything uh, back then and just said, ah, we're going to sit tight, they should still be in my database. Uh, and it works the same way with friends and family. So if you're a realtor, you should be calling all those people, whether you sold them the house or not, to do just checking in, you know, give, find something to add value, CMA or wherever the case may be. If you're a lender, it should be doing mortgage reviews or, we, you know, we call them mortgage reviews or mortgage checkups. But, you know, see what they have now and should they refinance or not. And, in many cases, that we're telling people not to refinance, but at least you're getting added value. No, I think that is um, it, it's interesting because that is a bit of a back to the basics. But when when things are booming and everything is going well, you tend to get away from from the basics. But ultimately, all of us as as professionals, we are the sources of information for our clients, for our circle of influence. Um, now is not the time to be hardcore in your face. Call now, you know, let me sell you X, Y, or Z. Now is the time to be compassionate, but also to be a source of information, which is really how this podcast was originally um, a brain brainstormed and then ultimately launched is, hey, we just want to be a source of information, whether it's loan officers, whether it's other sales professionals, or whether it's just everyday ordinary homeowners or future homeowners who just don't know a whole lot about personal finance and don't know where to turn to. Um, if I'm a loan officer right now, refis, I think you, you were going to go into refis. Was, was there anything in particular that, that you wanted to share as just a, a, a tidbit or a nugget that, that in your loan officer, it's, it's April, 2020, what should you be doing this month 
to capitalize on what the market's going to yeah. give us. So anyone who works with us is, is probably surprised to hear me say this, but because we've always been 90, some years 95% purchases, some years 80, but very heavy purchase. The last time we really did a lot of refis was in 2012 and 13 with the HARP program, which was um, a refinance program if you were underwater after the last crash. Um, but if you're a loan officer and 50% of your pipeline isn't refinances right now, you are completely missing the boat. Like you are leaving money on the table. Um, I know we all focus on purchases, and but the purchase the market's going to be slower for the next 60 days. So either you're yeah, gonna fact. Slower, That's a fact. Yeah, or you're going to fill the gaps. Like I have 27 purchase closings this month in May, and we're obviously early April, so this will fill in. But I have two. Wow. Now I'll get three or four this week and it'll go slow down, but maybe I close eight purchases in May and a normal May might be 20 to 25. Um, so that's a huge fall off. And it's not because of lack of activity. It's because like I'm lack of activity on my part and my team's part, it's lack of activity in the market. So if you're a loan officer and half your pipeline's not refi, you're missing the boat. Um, and literally all you have to do is just like do a video once a week or post on Facebook. Don't do it every day. Don't annoy people. Don't be over the top. But if you just email or do a video to your database and post it on social media, people will call you. Um, and I know that I've shared with a couple other loan officers, Eric Putt, who runs an office up in Lake Mary for us. He and I talked the other day, and I've started getting a lot of calls. We call them CCRs, or current client referrals. So a client I'm currently refinancing has referred me a friend, family, coworker, And that doesn't happen often. I wish I would get a lot more of that type of referral than I do, but it's just not always top of mind for people who are buying a house to refer us to someone who's buying a house. But right now, when people aren't home and they're doing Zoom videos and there's more downtime, everybody is talking about interest rates being low. And what did you get on your refi? I got this, so you should call my guy. So we're getting a lot of those. Um, how should LOs measure that? So what I told our loan officers here last week, if you average, let's say, 25 leads a week, which is a lot, but that's just to get, kind of, kind of get a round number. Um, you might only get 10 or 15 purchase leads a week right now because the market's going to be slower. So you have to fill that gap with whatever your weekly average is with refis. I would argue that you should actually increase that number. So our average week's about 25 leads, 20 to 25, depending on the month and you know when in the year we are. The first three months or three weeks of, of March, we were like 45 to 54 leads for the week. Holy cow. Yeah, so our purchases were average, like average meaning like not like average meaning like if we got 25, we got 25. So our purchases hadn't fallen off. Our refis exploded. So we, had, we got 185 leads in March. March of last year was like 116. So it was a massive multiple increase. Um, and my team's smaller than it was a year ago. So I have one less person. So we're not out like prospecting more, more people. Um, in April... I would expect our purchase leads are going to drift a little bit, um, so we got to fill that gap with refis. So, if you have your loan officer and you're not doing fifty percent of your pipeline as a refinance, you're missing the boat. And it's as simple as picking up the phone, whether you're texting, whether you're you're picking up your phone to shoot a ninety second video that you can post that video on your on your personal Facebook page. You're texting your clients, you're emailing your clients. It's a hey, this is worth looking into. I have time on my hands. More than likely, your client has time on their hands unless they're a doctor or a nurse, at which point they have zero time on their hands. And we're very grateful for the job that they're doing. And we'll still be here for, for, for them when uh, you know, they're no longer working the crazy hours that they're working. But I mean, it's, it's, it's putting forth the effort. If you want it, it's there for you. Yeah, and the opportunity to do this is going to be short windows. When this first started about a month ago now, 
we saw a, a quick hit, maybe 24 hours where rates got into the low threes, and then bond market sold off, and I mean, rates went over four for a period of time. And then we got back down there about a week and a half ago, then the Fed kind of eased out the gas, and we went up a little bit for rates. So um, I know myself and other people in our office, uh, you know, are really just getting things teed up. I probably have 20 refinances that aren't locked in because rates have not gotten to where it, it makes sense for that person to refi, but we've had them run credit, we've done an app, we've had them sign disclosures, we're gathering documents. <clears throat> My processors are kind of prioritizing that appropriately. If it's you know someone that we think their rate's gonna be there soon, they might put in an underwriting, but you know they know to prioritize that. But um, we're teeing up, I mean, dozens of refinances, so when we see a dip in rates, rather than having to call someone, hey, you're at four and a half, rates are at three, you should refi, and then starting the whole conversation, and oh, let me talk to my spouse, and I'm busy at work, and I'll get back to you. You know, four days goes by, that rate's gone, which is what happened to me a month ago. So we're getting all these people who inquired and are interested. Even if the rate doesn't make sense today, we're identifying what that rate is. And if it's within about a quarter of the current market, we're having that person sign their app and get in the pipeline so that way when rates do hit all i have to do is log into our system and i can just be locking loans like crazy well those are some valid points it is very much a hurry up and wait game both on the purchase side and on the refi side like on the purchase side it's like hey hurry up let's go ahead and get you qualified let's get you pre-approved let's figure out what your budget is but you know you may not be able to go out and look at as many homes or maybe there's not as many homes in the market because sellers are being apprehensive on opening their houses up to strangers to come walking through them but the minute we get back to life as as we once knew it, whether that's, you know, like you said, mid-May or mid-June, it's going to be a race. It's, I mean, if, if you thought it was crazy trying to buy a house three months ago, imagine when there's a pent-up demand, there's not a whole lot of inventory, and that one really good house does hit the market. It's Instead of you and three others, it's you and seven others. And if you're trying to fiddle around and find your tax returns to get pre-approved, you're going to be hours, if not days, too late because someone else already had all their ducks in a row. Same thing on a refi. Like, and and I, I'm going to echo this because it, we see it with the amount of loan officers that we get to interact with on a day-in, day-out basis. If you don't have your client teed up and you haven't had that conversation of, I call it a strike rate. Like I asked my, my borrower, hey, what's your strike rate or your strike price? So I've showed you the numbers. We've talked about your options. You know you want option B. Is it three, three and a quarter, or three and a half? Meaning the minute the market gives me that interest rate, I need to have your permission to lock it in because I may or may not have time to call you, text you, let you get back to me. Then we loop in your spouse so your spouse can hop on. We, we won't have time to play those games if yeah, we want to be successful. I'm not even asking people. I'm telling them. Like yeah. our, our job is to give them advice. And so I had a guy that I talked to. I don't know what his rate is. It's like four and a quarter, four and a half. But I was like, hey, 3% on a 20-year, that knocks off five and a half years of term. Your payment stays exactly the same as it is today. I think 3% of the 20 years is a realistic target that we're going to hit probably the next, you know, could be two days or could be 30 days, but in the next month or so, we'll probably touch that. Um, so I think part of our job is to, is to help them understand what their target rate should be. Um, so that person, uh, I'll send in his app this afternoon. It'll be a 3% on a 20-year. That rate doesn't exist today. You know, without paying crazy amounts of points, but you know, we'll we'll both know and have agreed that okay, that's the target. That way, when it hits, I just lock them in, and you know, we're probably already in underwriting at that point in time. So, um, but yeah, your point's perfect, which is you you got to identify that number today rather than waiting for rates to drop. Because if you wait for rates to drop and then you call them and say, hey, 
we're at X, whatever that rate is, now's the time you're gonna get the, okay, I'm busy today at work, or you get the voicemail, or let me talk to my spouse, or you know, whatever, and rates will shoot higher in the next 24 hours and we'll miss it. Yeah. Um, any parting shots for our audience? I mean, today's episode was was geared towards the the loan officer, towards the sales professional, how to adapt, how to work uh, in in an environment that we've been currently given with social distancing and quarantine and work from home. Um, any parting parting uh, sh- I call them shots or comments that you want to share with the audience? I mean, I would just say that you know, anytime there's anytime there's anything negative, there can always be a positive, and so I think we've got to take the you know what's the positive outlook of all this, and we've talked a bunch about. What are all the good things that can come from this terrible thing that's happening in the world right now? Well, our whole staff now can work from home, which we've never done before. So if somebody has a sick kid, rather than having to, you know, take a day of PTO if they're really busy, they could potentially stay home and work from home. Yeah. And kind of take care of their kid when they're at home. Uh, We've done Zoom meetings left and right, and that's been a great technology. Um, I mean, we built our company after the crash. You know, the best thing that ever happened to to me and David was was the crash, because that's kind of what brought us together, that's what led us to Waterstone, that's, you know, what a lot of our loan officers who are doing well now survived, so I think this is going to be like any other any other challenging market, <clears throat> where it depends how you see it, um, you know, but if you see opportunity, there's opportunity everywhere, and I think there's opportunity now, there's not just opportunity after we come out of this, there's opportunity today, I'm going to have my biggest month ever in April, a friend of mine closed 101 transactions March. That's crazy. 94 were purchases. Wow. So it wasn't like he was just doing refis, like 94 purchases. That, that for perspective, that is for the average originator, that's three years right. worth of production in one month. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's nuts. And, and a couple of good years that month. Yeah. yeah. So there's people doing, t- so there's opportunity everywhere. Um, you just can't let fear and of the unknown and uncertainty, you know, paralyze you. Just kind of work through it. Whether you're working from home or in the office, they can adapt and figure it out and move on. Yeah, no, one of my favorite sayings is, it's going to be okay. And even when it's not okay, it's still going to be okay. Right? So plow forward, put your head down, think happy thoughts, be positive, but look for opportunity and make it happen. Mike Smalley, thank you very much for uh, taking the time and making the time to uh, jump on this social distanced podcast, social social distance appropriated podcast. Um, We're done. Peace.